Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Four Transplants on a Microphone. We're coming at you from Fox and Hounds. I actually got it correct this time. Nice. North Lake, they are awesome to us and stick us in the corner because that's where we... We are going to be talking about December business environment and how to get things kicked off in January of next year because truthfully, December in the South is pretty much non... like a no-go zone for business. It's cocktail parties and, and Christmas related things. So we're going to skip the intro and just get right into it because we don't have any guests and you all know who we are, especially those people in Japan. Konnichiwa. We appreciate you <laughs> listening. All right. Well, we got, well, you know, the great thing is they were on New Year's a day before we were. So yeah, at least 13 ahead. hours ahead. So, so happy New Year. They knew what to happen. Like Oh, yeah. There you go. So they could celebrate, come back, and listen to this episode. Uh-huh. Right, and get their strategy Good on you. Set. That's very efficient yes. people. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I do like efficient. All right. Well, okay. So you kind of alluded to a, a slam on the brakes ending to the year here in the South. But what do were there any highlights that you guys had towards the end of the year in December that you wanted to share? Crickets. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I use uh, commercial real estate most times it, it slams to a halt. Last year, I actually did a deal on December 30th because everybody was trying to get the deals done before the tax changes of the guard. So that was a little bit weird. But most years, by December 15th, I'm done. So I just try to, you know, <clears throat> plan for next year, go to cocktail parties, try not to make too big of an ass out of myself by drinking too much. But re-engaging with people, being social, and just kind of, you know, lightening it up a little bit. And really recharging the batteries and, and getting, you know, kind of getting my head straight for the coming year and what I want to get accomplished. So when you went to, I'm just curious, because, like, networking is always important. But when you went Especially to... Especially uh, to Russell. Yeah. When you went to uh, Christmas <laughs> Eve... volume, when people. You, when you went to the Christmas Eve dinner at the Chinese place, did you take your business cards with you? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the Jewish community is a huge source of business. <laughs> if you're me. looking for a bigger kitchen, I'm your man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bob Schwartz over there. How you doing, buddy? I hear your lease is up next year. Here, call me. Yeah. How, that's how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> got to work, work the Jewish night at the Chinese restaurant. The also golf known course, as Christmas Eve. The golf course and Christmas Eve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh boy, I hope, I hope our listeners listen to the Christmas episode and they would have yeah. no idea what yep. we're talking about. Any context. Jew in the audience knows exactly what we're talking about. For you Gentiles out there, we Jews like to frequent Christmas Chinese. So, yeah. uh, so the last two weeks, really, I mean, definitely between Christmas and New Year's is pretty, there's not really anything happening. Most mm-hmm. people take that off in some fashion. After December 15th, it's pretty slow. But I found, Brent, I think this is the same for you too. From a business perspective, a lot of people, if they have profits and they're trying to you know, make the deal, to your point, Russell, before the end of the year, we're more cost centers, you and I, Brandon. And so they're trying to like, all right, let me get this set up for 2022. Let me pay for it now so I can take that and then actually use the benefit next year. Correct, yeah. So they'll, a lot of times they'll place orders for hardware. You know, if there's anything that needs to be replaced. <laughs> They'll they'll jump on uh, spend it because you don't get it back. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. So they'll spend it uh, typically at the end of the year. So that's kind of always been a strategy towards actually now as I send out budget reviews for next year, even as subtly as uh, to let them know if they spend it now, they can reap the tax benefits on it. Right. And you're right because like with my business, I mean it's relational. So there's still meetings going on between now and the end of the year, but it's far less part of somebody's like 
fiscal budget as much as it is just kind of like a monthly thing or, or an ongoing thing that, that doesn't even expire at the end of the year. But the interesting thing is this year, how this year fell with like Christmas and New Year's, it's for me, it's the absolute perfect storm because with Christmas on a Saturday and New Year's on a Saturday, you get the 20th is the start of a week. And I normally like, for me, the 20th is like when the towel gets thrown in just because like Christmas is on like a Monday or a Tuesday or something. And it winds up being like a Thursday. And what's the point of, you know, juggling all that this year, the 20th is a Monday, the 27th is a Monday. So, you know, I still had meetings, still had things kind of in there, but I got to kind of slow roll it towards that end of the year just because of the timing. Yeah. I mean, today I made my first appointment for like for 2022. So I've got a coffee set up for the first end of the first week of 2022. So, I mean, it's really, it's about thinking about next year. It's about, you know, going and being with your family, relaxing, recharging the batteries and then, you know, hit the ground running. But yeah, I mean, football, college football is a big deal in the South. We've talked about it a lot. So, I mean, play or the the bowl season, you know, if you're trying to get a hold of people and they don't want to be gotten a hold of, they're watching football. Right. So, so it's much more relational uh, this time of the year. It's much more about, you know, proving people wrong that might think that you're someone of questionable character. It could be just you. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I know that never happens to me. You know, as, as we spoke on college football, I mean, so I don't know if you have like confessional music or something like that, but do you have something? Yeah, I mean, we actually I just have college this. football. <laughs> well, I was going to say, wow. I do think I owe it to the listeners yep. to come up and say, Russell, congratulations on Michigan beating Ohio State because... You suck! <laughs> now, I, I do go on record to say I, I do hope this wasn't a, a once-in-a-ten-year thing yes. like it has yes, been. Yes, we hope it's... We talked about it. No, no, Brian is a very classy guy for all the uh, trash-talking that he does the rest of the time. Now, he called and, and uh, congratulated my, my Wolverines. And uh, we do agree, though, that we are hoping that it is not a flash in the pan because in, in, in Ohio's, uh, to Ohio's credit, it took the best game that we played all year to, uh, to beat them. So. And I just feel it's, there's a part of me that's missing if I don't have a hatred for Michigan. Yeah. And I, right. it, it was back this year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, and I, yeah. And I feel good for Brian. And I actually say that, like, not like as a joke. Like, <laughs> right. it was really weird. Like, I realized, like, the last several years that, like, he, probably the last few because it wasn't close. Right. And, and that's where you didn't have that anticipation of, like, wow, this is a rivalry. But I hope it's back. Well, even, like, on New Year, I mean, uh, Thanksgiving, I was talking to someone who was a Michigan State. We were over at Michigan State person. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about the fact that, you know, it was going to take Ohio State having an off game and Michigan having a great game. And I don't even think Ohio State had an off game. I mean, the, the first quarter for your quarterback wasn't the greatest. But, but it was just, you know, it just came to be. But it, that's yep. what was necessary. So it's not like you go into it, we go into that game anymore thinking, "Oh my God, we're going to kill them." We're like, "Huh, we could get lucky." <laughs> well, I, I mean, like this is for for what we do in business too. I mean, this becomes the exact same thing that I talk to customers all the time on, which is, on paper, things can always look like they're supposed to, right? But it's how it's executed that matters. Where you get to. Wow, great transition. Yeah. Very right. Fun. Yeah. Way to get back to business. Yeah. yeah. Respect. Yeah. But, 
as a present. I, I was going to add one more thing. Like well, college uh, football is better when that rivalry is like yeah. true. Much like Yankee yeah. Red Sox, like yep. people actually watch baseball when that happens. It is called the game for a reason. Right. Yeah. And exactly right. the game is dependent on both teams potentially winning. <laughs> right. And equal. The last 10 years has sucked. Yeah. But anyways, back to business. I found that kind of much like Brandon, being my like data and analytics world, things have picked up a little bit and people want stuff so that they can make decisions for 22 Mm -hmm. for next year and they want it now. So I'm under the gun with timelines and stuff like that. I still think it's going to, once it hits the 15th, it's going to be like, all right, well, it's on vacation. We'll start off in early January. But I I wasn't really expecting a busy December. I've had one so far, but I think to what we're talking about, December is kind of a, it's a half month. I think there's still so many questions. I mean, look at what happened last week. You know, all of a sudden there was some new variant out of South Africa, and it turns out to be a nothing burger. But for like two days, everybody was completely freaking out about it. And so I think there's still so many variables out there that that people don't know how to contend with. And if you can help provide or, or take a couple of those questions off the list, then they're willing to spend the money to do it. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. What, as you guys are thinking about, like, yeah, I, and I know there's a soft December, you know, we kind of all Giggity. Experience, yeah, <laughs> experience it to some extent or another. I mean, and, you know, Brandon. And I'm the 12 year old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That was no, not November. <laughs> comes, wow. comes right before soft December. <laughs> And we went off the rails. All right. What Jack, what was it? 10 minutes. Congratulations. But, like, in, in January, like, considering we've got kind of COVID, I think, behind us and stuff like that, like, what's different about heading into next year that you guys see in the business environment? Like, because we all have different types of businesses, so how our perspectives will be a little bit different. But what do you see heading in that makes a little bit of a different environment? Stability. People know their business will be there next year and they know that it's worth investing in and they know kind of where to invest because they, when COVID hit, it was, oh crap, what am I going to do? What, what can I focus on? What can I do? And now it's okay. Well, I actually did the hard work kind of by force and I know where I want to go and I had to refine my strategy. I know what works and I've pivoted 17 times and now it's, all right, I know I'm going to be there. I know what I want to invest in. How do I do it? In commercial real estate, I mean, it's uh, on the leasing side, there's questions. I mean, there's just questions. There's just questions everywhere. My turn. Can this market maintain itself? Yeah, there's a little slide from this morning's presentation where we give Brian a question, goatee, and he's making goatee (laughs) (laughs) motions with his finger because he's a freaking child, (laughs) man child. But no, there's a bunch of questions because I think a lot of people, if you're in an office environment, you're like, do I need this office? And if you're trying to buy something, things are really overheated right now. And is this market going to cool off? Is it there going to be something, is a bubble going to burst? So I think there's, uh, in commercial real estate, there's a lot of questions. And that's the kind of gap that I'm trying to fill, which is you don't need to be an expert in real estate. So to me, fundamentally, like of all of the, the markets that we play in or the industries that we're in, I, I guess is a better word. Like Russell's is the one that like, when it makes a change, it's a much more permanent change. Not like Mm -hmm. you're more commercial real estate is like the Titanic, like adjusting course. Yep. All of our industries are a little bit more nimble where, you know, we may adjust forward back, like move all around. Yours is like, you know, kind of 
cutting across. So like, I think whatever changes like working remotely, that's not a 2020, 2021 thing. That's a, might be through the next, you know, foreseeable future, that trend won't change. I, and I'm, I'm not trying to predict yeah. that. I'm just simply saying like Jack, for example, talking about like business owners having a sense of where they're headed all of yeah. a sudden. Yeah. Now they're going to invest in really understanding it yeah. where yours is a little bit more. Well, it's like it there's, there's longer terms. So there's, you know, the typical lease is five years. So chances are you didn't sign a lease in March of 2019 and you probably won't be coming out of a lease like now. But yeah, I mean, to your point, I think there's a lot of people that are trying to figure out how to navigate culture on an ongoing basis, onboarding people with this newfound desire for people to have flexibility in their lives and not be in the office every day. And also the realization, you know, they kind of were forced to really run a real world test of whether or not people work when they're at home and not in the office. And turns out the answer is yes. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes forward. Well, and like Brandon, I mean, being in the, the IT space, right? I mean, I would think you're the polar opposite, which is it didn't matter what comes about, your industry changes rapidly no matter what. Yeah, and the remote thing was like, Have it got <laughs> dumped on us and, oh, yeah. you know, literally in weeks, it's like a whole office needs to go remote times 30. It's like, holy crap. It just was a huge dump on resources to get it all set up. And Do you was- have the bandwidth? No, no one has the freaking <laughs> bandwidth for this. Yeah, I mean, it was fairly easy to deploy. I mean, the biggest sticking point if they had traditional phone systems, but getting the computers and it wasn't, you know, there was no IT firm out there that did it perfectly mm-hmm. just because the technology didn't. There's a lot of stuff that didn't exist that came about because of it. But to the point of like real estate is one of the things that I was reading is it's about a 50-50 mix of people who like to be in the office mm-hmm. and people who don't like to be in the office. But it seems like the happy medium is like a two or three day in the office and then a couple days yeah. out of the office yeah. seems to be like the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. So does that affect the real estate industry is where you still, because some people have completely abandoned their office. And, and they're going to regret that. I, I think so too, because you have to have a place of business. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's like, the, like <clears throat> I don't think hotels will ever, I don't think business travel will ever go back to what it was. Ever. I don't think so there's any need. The, the customers have been um, indoctrinated. Like there's just, there's no need to go back to what they were doing before. You're still going to need to go see your clients once a year, but you're not going to need to see them like once a week, once a month or anything like that. Commercial real estate, the reality is whether it's two days or, or four days, unless you're hoteling like with another company, you're going to still have to have space. The other variable that comes into play, corporate America had sardined people, their staff in to such an extent that they're going to have to reverse. I mean, it got to the point where like the average per person, it was 250 feet, square feet per person was the metric that we're using for a lease on headcount. That's going to reverse dramatically. That's going to be 350, 400 feet per now, person would you Ooh, say making, yeah well but is it something it's just making a more friendly <clears throat> environment where they can because they don't have to have so many people crammed in they could have a third of their workforce working remote that day yeah right it's it's going to wind up being a net i have held this theory for two years now that it's going to wind up being a net neutral situation i think 25 percent of the of the workforce is never coming back they never should have been there to begin with 
Um, I, I apologize if there is someone named Betty from accounting, <laughs> but Betty from accounting is not a people person. Betty from accounting does not need to interact with people except by email. Betty from accounting is much happier with their freaking cats. It's funny you say that because I, I mean, my whole career in IT was mostly going to people's offices. Right. It wasn't until the last five years that it was truly a remote thing where we could get in remote mm. and be efficient. Yeah. I mean, it was always where you had some crappy program you could try to get in. But to have a true remote where we didn't have to go to people's offices is a last five-year thing. And it was going to offices. And I swear it was the same 10 people at every office. You had the same personality. You had the one person that was this, one person that was this. And, yeah, there's people that do not belong in that environment because yeah. they're thorn in everybody's side. Yeah. They do good work. They don't belong in the human race, let's be <laughs> honest. <laughs> I mean, they do good work, but they're problematic. They right. just, they're hard to be around or whatever the case may be. And they may be more productive just being away from everybody else. Yeah. They're hard workers and they will do the work that's necessary. They're not going to slack, but they don't like being around people. Yeah. And they're not good at it. So why force them into a situation? If you're going to get the net effect result out of those people. So, I again, I apologize for Chaz or, or Betty from accounting or whoever. But there will always be, there's going to be 25% of the workforce that's never coming back. I, I love that you said <clears throat> Chaz. Like, yeah. Like that was Chaz from accounting. You know that guy. Uh, he's confused. <laughs> Chaz wears a jeans jacket with his <laughs> he collar. He totally on. does. He thinks he's cool, but he's in accounting. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Kind of like Jack trying to be like spontaneous. It just doesn't work. I'm spontaneous but planned. I plan to be spontaneous. <laughs> he has he has spontaneity in his calendar. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. Um, two thirty <laughs> to two thirty-five. All right, I got to get off this call. It's time to be spontaneous. 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 You want to push a button, Jack? Let's yeah. <laughs> let's just do it. Yeah. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> no, that was spontaneous. That was spontaneous. That was, that was fantastic. Wow. I'm pretty happy. That, that was awesome. That was fun. See what happens, Jack? Should be wow. spontaneous more often. Wow! I should get out of the house. But to your point, I mean, there's so much technology. There's so much, whether Zoom or Microsoft Teams or any of the other myriad of technologies, where you can share your screen, where you can do all this stuff remote. There's so many people that are like, you know, it, since it's not every damn meeting. People aren't like the Zoom fatigue isn't as extreme as it was. Yeah. So people, but at the same time, people are like, just like, you know, the old axiom, this could have been an email. This didn't need to be a phone call. Now the axiom is this didn't need to be in person. We could have done this on freaking Zoom. Right. Yeah. And, and I think some of the benefits too is you do get the away from the office because it's a grind going to the office every yeah. day. But there's something to be said of going to the office and meeting face to face. Yeah. It's yeah. a different dynamic if you never meet the right. person than opposed if you go in and you sit around a table, old school, <laughs> yeah. and, and talk about it. Well, um, the intangibles is what can never be quantified. The right. two people that don't even know they're going after the same client and they're going at it from different directions. And if they combine for it, they'll succeed. And if they keep trying to beat their head up against the wall individually, they, they won't. That, that is definitely something I think that we've realized, like over the Zoom teams, whatever it is, that that, that collective energy that's in a room can't be reproduced it can't be, online. Yeah. Uh, and, and a perfect example is this. 
Yeah. Right. If we're not all sitting together, it's not as dynamic. I as hate driving here 100%. from Georgia, <laughs> but it is so much better when I do. Right. Yeah. It, yeah the I'm dynamic right. is totally different when. Yeah. People yeah. Are no, it's, that's a good point. Yeah. So I'm sure our listeners, to the extent they appreciate it, I'm sure that they would hate it if we were all yeah. right. You know, apart. They said you guys are together. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, huh, I figured just one of you was at the fox in the house. <laughs> but no, and I think that collection, and that was the question, is so you think they'll just use the same amount of space and spread it out? I, I think it'll net, yeah, wind up being the net, 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 and everybody will be spread out. Now and you think it'd be a less tolerant thing if you walked into, like, if I'm a new hire, and I'm walking in and it's, you know, cubicles stacked on top of each other. Is it less desirable for me than going to an office with more space? I think there. I, I think with the shortage of people, I think they're going to have a little bit of their ability to write their own ticket and and really kind of force the the paradigm's going to get shifted from the C-suite power, the employer power, to the employee power. And I think that the one universal thing that seems to keep coming up in surveys is no one wants to be a sardine. No, they, some people want to go into the office. Some people don't want to go in the office, but no one wants to be a sardine. I, I think too. I mean, obviously, the workspace thing is is a big conversation topic because that that I think has changed for some level of permanence. But I mm-hmm. think one thing that we've also noticed in Charlotte that's starting out, and I'm I'm saying the beginning of the year. I mean, it was happening before that, but is really the opening up back to like live in-person events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like if you have a business that relies on some level of interaction, networking, referral marketing, things like that, some were you know out there eight, nine months ago, but a majority of it has widely been accepted that you can distance, you can do what you need to do, but we're going to have the live event. We're not going to pass on the live event anymore. Yeah. And so... Like doing business in Charlotte, people should recognize that like that is a real thing. If that's not something you're in love with, you probably need to adapt your strategy then because most of these events shifted away from Zoom and are now back in person. Yeah. 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 There's, there's- I was talking to a buddy from New York today and he was, you know, and they like declared a state of emergency last week. And, you know, I always joke that I, Union County is different from Mecklenburg County, but even Mecklenburg County is like... For the most part, people are like going about their daily lives. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, 100%. And, and they're back to, and they're not really that interested in being made to be fearful. So, yeah. And, and I, I think if maybe the one lasting thing, the legacy of COVID will be people's appreciation for other people. Because um, they got isolated True. for a year. I was going to say it manually. That's deep, bro. Wow. wow. No, no <laughs> for me, for telling that. people to be safe on New Year's, yeah. I got the Titanic <laughs> last episode. But no. Oh, I was, man, I was mesmerized. I didn't even know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I locked eyes for a second. Was... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> it, it pays to be sitting right across right. from Brandon if you could distract him long enough. I was just saying another positive of it and this is totally selfish, but like people care a lot more about data and like their internal numbers now and knowing yep. what they're doing. Cause I was like with COVID, it was how many cases today, how many deaths today, where was it, where it spread? And like people just got accustomed to dashboards and to data. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, wait, why don't I have this for my business? It, it, it really did. It's didn't, a great point. It didn't get added. It just shifted from 
highs and lows in barometric pressure to COVID results, and now it's going to be, you know, call pineapple for your business results. Exactly. Yeah. So it's almost like an addiction. <laughs> pineapple addiction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, pineapple sorry. No, data addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's much better. A data addiction. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. So before we get into too much trouble with data addiction, we're going to. <laughs> well, we're going to work. one thing I was going to say too is moving forward to 2000. Was it 20? Yeah. The in-person thing, I think, is a big deal because one of the problems is trying to expand and grow and do all that stuff. Social networking and all the Zoom stuff, it's very non-genuine, I feel. It's people just do it to go through the motions, but they're picking out very specific. Yeah. I maybe want this or I maybe want that and don't respond or give it the time and effort that you would to go spend the time to go to an event live. You're going to be more yeah. receptive. Yep. You're going to talk to somebody. You're going to get a vibe off the person within a couple seconds. Like, yeah, hey, this is a guy I might want to do business with. This no, or it's just not the right fit, or, or whatever the case may be. And doing a lot of LinkedIn stuff and a lot of social right. media stuff, people I, don't care. I'd love to see if there were statistics on, and because really, what I think you're kind of saying, and I think we're kind of aligning around it, but there's investment and return on investment. And I'd love to see what businesses found their return on investment was when they did a meeting on Zoom versus doing it one-on-one in yeah. person. Yeah. yeah or, I mean, what's or, the point of being group? freakishly tall if no one can see you? Well, well, that, yeah, that was one thing. I had no idea how tall you were until yeah. we were in person. <clears throat> yeah. And I was like, yeah, shorter than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> on that happy note, we're going to wrap it up. Folks, thanks so much for, for joining us this year on our, our journey. Thanks again for the Fox and Hounds for hosting us. And we'll see you in 2022. Time, turn all of the lights on.